sports fans, and thank you for joining me here on Sportsbox. I'm your host, Jude, as always. And today we're going to have a little bit of discussion about Kyler Murray or Daniel Jones. Now, both of these quarterbacks were in the 2019 draft class, and obviously there were plenty of other great talent in that 2019 draft class to go along with them. And Dwayne Haskins, Drew Locke, and a late-round steal for the, the, the Jaguars, Gardner Minshew, as well as a few solid backups like Jared Stidham. But today we're not talking about all those. We're talking about Kyler Murray and Daniel Jones. Now, I personally think these two these two quarterbacks probably had the best year out of all the quarterbacks drafted in the 2019 draft class. Um, and I, I do want to talk about which quarterback out of these two is going to take that next step to be great. And I think that starts with who they really have on their team, right? Um, but before we get right into that, I want to talk about a few of their personal stats. Now, Kyler Murray and Daniel Jones both had over 3,000 passing yards this season and had over 20 touchdowns each, did have both 12 interceptions. But I think solid year from both of them. Obviously, as a rookie, as a number one draft pick in Kyler Murray, who had this huge expectation to do really well with the team that he was given, a brand new coach straight from college. I think throwing for 3,000 yards, over 20 touchdowns, and only 12 interceptions is a pretty good, you know, it's a pretty good stat line for your rookie year. And with Daniel Jones, I mean, throwing over 3,000 yards with a lot of raw, with a lot of raw talent he had, like a Darius Slayton, a few free agents, like um, Golden Tate, and then you had Evan Ingram, and then you had Saquon Barkley. So players like that, there's a lot of unproven talent besides Saquon, obviously, on that team last year. And a lot, both quarterbacks were able to make do what they were given in their certain situations or circumstances. But I think what really kind of defines these players is their supporting cast and who they who they're who they're throwing the ball to. And let's just look at a few of the 2020 targets that um, uh, Kyler Murray and Daniel Jones are both going to have. Now, I want to keep in mind that none of this is obviously week one just already happened. Um, so none of this is taken into account what happened in week one. This is all preseason, I guess, you if you want to call it that. Um, uh, I might sprinkle in a few things from week one, but for the most part, this will be you know, a pre-NFL season um, kind of debrief. So, Kyler Murray, he got a gift. He got a huge gift. Santa came early in Arizona for Kyler Murray, and that's why he got DeAndre Hopkins. Now, DeAndre Hopkins was traded to the Arizona Cardinals for a bag of chips, So, but they got DeAndre Hopkins no matter what. They got him, and um, DeAndre Hopkins, a top three receiver in the NFL, not without a question, had over 1,100 receiving yards, and to go on to that, he had seven touchdowns. Um, and DeAndre Hopkins, you know, is that guy. Like, he's that. You you can go to him. And I think as a, as a second-year quarterback, when you have that type of player to add on, then yes, oh my God, that is amazing for a quarterback to have. He now has a reliable target in a guy like DeAndre Hopkins. Another reliable target he has is Larry Fitzgerald. Now, Larry Fitzgerald isn't going to make remarkable plays like a D-Hop or Michael Thomas or Devontae Adams, but he is going to be consistent a year in and year out, and we don't know when he's going to retire. I mean, Larry Fitzgerald, he seems like he could play forever. Uh, he's also a very humble person. He grounds himself very well. He had over 800 yards last year, and to go with that, he had four touchdowns and averaged about 10.2 yards a catch. Now, those aren't the only two guys that really are Kyler Murray's targets. And another guy that I think people are going to want to keep their eye on. Now, while he isn't like 
out of this world and he's slowly progressed through his rookie and now which would be his third year um is christian kirk now christian kirk started off slow two years ago in his rookie year only had about 500 receiving yards but last year had he showed his progression had about 700 yards last year and hopefully he can do the same this year now obviously i know i wasn't going to talk about week one but week one wasn't so great for christian kirk as he had one reception on five targets but at the same time it's only week one. You know, they haven't played a preseason. They'll get back in their swing. The point is, Kyler Murray got three guys. His third receiver, I'm not saying he could be a starting receiver, but he can be a guy if they need him uh, sometimes in games. But De- DeAndre Hopkins is that guy for Kyler Murray. And I, like I said, with the addition of that, I think it gives Kyler Murray more confidence. And the fact that he has three weapons, like a Christian Kirk, like a Larry Fitzgerald, like a DeAndre Hopkins, brings confidence in him and then also makes the, the offensive coordinator and the head coach in Cliff Kingsbury more confident Kyler Murray because they know they have those reliable targets out on the field. Not only that, they have solid running backs in Kenyon Drake and Chase Edmonds, both guys that really are very versatile and the running back position. Now, I'm not saying they're phenomenal runners, but they can run the football, but as well, they can. Uh, they are good pass catching, especially like a Chase Edmonds type of guy. Um, and then don't forget, Murray has his, uh, his, his mobility. I mean, uh, Kyler Murray is able to move around the field, and for a 5'10 guy, he moves – obviously, he moves quick. But for a 5'10 guy, he doesn't play like he's 5'10. He plays like he's a little bigger. Um, and But we're not just here talking about Kyler Murray and giving him all the glory. We're going to talk about Daniel Jones too. Now, Daniel Jones is a little bit in a different circumstance where he has – he's had to deal with, you know, coaching change, obviously, this offseason and last offseason – um, so obviously the number one guy in the New York Giants is Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley is a fantastic athlete. He had over a thousand rushing yards last year, had six touchdowns to go on with that, had about 530 receiving yards with two touchdowns. So he had a, he had a great season, but it was a little bit of a down year, battled injuries. But the other thing is the offensive line. And that's, I mean, both of these teams have poor offensive lines, but it really shows in New York how how much they need an offensive line, especially when you have a great runner like Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley, when he's running against defense, is, is usually going against eight or seven in the box. And if it stats statistics show that on first downs, he's above the league average of how many times people fill the box, which is 26%, and the league average is 25% um, of runners face eight in the box. So obviously that's that's big. I and mean, it might not be a substantial difference, but one percent of eight people in the box is is very hard to run against um forcing daniel jones to maybe throw in those first down situations and you know then they have those long third and tens third and fifteens in those late game situations um but all that aside saquon is a fantastic runner he can do it in the air too he showed it at penn state and he's just shown it year in and year out in the nfl for the new york giants not only do they have Saquon Barkley, but like I mentioned, they have two solid, solid receivers. And one guy showed out last year, and that's Darius Slayton. Um, Darius Slayton, a rookie. Now, obviously, he's still a little unproven. He's very good, and he's good for where they got him. Uh, but obviously, he's now going to have to reach that number one uh, receiver status if he wants to get anywhere. And he, he definitely did show that Monday night versus the Steelers as they did lose in a poor game uh, versus Steelers. But he definitely showed out as well as Daniel Jones. Um, and they also have Golden Tate, who is like a Larry Fitz, not as consistent, but is a Larry Fitz, is solid, and is going to get you the yards that you need sometimes. And last but not least is Evan Ingram, a guy that we haven't really talked about last year, obviously battled injuries and stuff. 
but he he's good when he's when he's 100 percent. i mean he is he is practically a receiver he's listed at a tight end but he at old miss people are like this dude should just move to receiver stayed at tight end the giants got him and he he has the the skill set and the characteristics to be a receiver um so and the other amazing thing is Daniel Jones has not played with the full unit of these guys. He hasn't played with J- Berkeley, Jones, uh, Berkeley, uh, Slayton, Golden Tate, and Evan Ingram all at the same time. And so that, that's another big thing. When you don't have key weapons on the field throughout the season, obviously, you know, you're mixing up with uh, practice squad players, second string. That, that's obviously hard to adjust when you have newer players coming in. Um, but like I said, the... the, the the weapons really separate who's going to have the better year. Now, while this is more about the individual player and their playing, you can have a fantastic arm and still not be good, right? And so while your individual you know, stats matter and stuff, you have to have a good supporting cast to have yourself a good year. And that's why I think Kyler Murray has the edge over Daniel Jones because he, he has that supporting cast to support him. Um and Daniel Jones really, we haven't found his true identity. He really struggled last year when it came to the solid defenses that he played. And so did Kyler Murray. Uh, but Kyler Murray now has that talent around him to produce more, while Jones still has some unproven talent on that offense that we have yet to see really explode besides Saquon. Anyway, guys, thank you guys so much for joining me on today's podcast. I'm your host, Jude, as always. And I'll see you guys next time when we're actually going to be talking about the Los Angeles Clippers. Yeah, a little switch up from football to basketball. But I will get you guys with the week two predictions on Saturday. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for joining me on today's podcast. I'm your host, Judy, signing off.